Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Your presence, let it rain, oh your rain, let it fall on me, we're in your presence, let it rain, oh your rain, let it fall on me. Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your rain to fall on me. Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your Cause your rain to fall on me. <laughs> 
cause your rain to fall on me. Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your rain to fall on me. Amen. Hallelujah. Do it better unto the Lord. Amen. Open the floodgates of heaven and pour us a rain. We need a rain. We need a rain. We need the latter rain of heaven to fall on us. The latter rain. The abundance rain. Every drought be nourished this morning by your rain. Nourish us by your reign in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time for the Lord. Amen. Shall we please pray over the offerings? Father, we are grateful indeed for a blessing like this to be able to give to further your gospel. Bless the seeds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you cold this morning? Amen. Ask your neighbor, are you cold? Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you are in the presence of the almighty king. Hallelujah. Amen. You are in the presence of the almighty God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Amen. Amen. It's different from giving announcement and it's different from preaching the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not easy. My whole day yesterday was some way. Hallelujah. But we want to thank the Lord. Amen. That Bible said that he will not leave us comfortless. Amen. He will provide unto us fathers. Hallelujah. He will give us fathers after his own heart. Amen. Amen. I bring you greetings from the father, the bishop. Amen. Hallelujah. Who has just arrived from Zambia. Amen. There's a, a special service going on this morning at Kodesh. How many of you watched it? You didn't watch it. Amen. So they are welcoming him from the trip, from the crusade. Amen. Such a wonderful service. Hallelujah. We thank a father like him. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for him. Amen. Planting churches all over the world. Amen. Healing Jesus crusade is well known. Hallelujah. All over the world. Miracles upon miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to thank the bishop of the land also. Apostle Joel. Hallelujah. For dedicating his life and sacrificing and planting churches. Hallelujah. Moving from state to state. Amen. Doing the work of God. Amen. Sometimes you wonder how they do it. You know, you might, you might think that it's, it, it's much easier for a single person to do it. But these are married men, husbands and fathers. Hallelujah. Living from state to state to build the church of God. Hallelujah. So that you and I will have a place of worship. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for him. Amen. And his family. We thank the Lord. Amen. And we want to thank our Father in the house. Hallelujah. Reverend Charles Osei. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not ready to, to, to fit into his shoes. I tell you. Amen. But he said, go and minister to the people of God for me. Amen. So we thank the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not easy. My whole day yesterday was some way. I tell you. I, my whole day yesterday, I just... I could not, I just could not think of anything. Hallelujah. But the, this morning, God has a word for us. Amen. God has a word for us. If you don't mind rising to your feet for just a minute. Hallelujah. Can I have Sister Mami, if we, are, if we just sang, 
or some, somebody who can help me to sing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Begin to magnify him for his great, his awesome power, his greatness. It's unspeakable. We give him all the glory. We give you all the honor. It's unquenchable, unstoppable, unmovable. Great God, the mighty God, the great I am, the great physician. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Awesome God, how great thou art. Sing it unto him. You are God, mighty are your miracles. We stand in awe of your holy name. Lord, we bow, Lord, we bow and worship him. Awesome God, awesome God, how great thou art, how great thou art, you are God, you are God, mighty are your miracles, we stand in awe of your holy name lord we bow lord we bow and worship lift it up awesome god awesome god how great how great thou art you are god you are god Awesome God, awesome God, how great, how great Thou art. You are God, You are God, mighty are Your together and worship him this morning hallelujah hallelujah awesome god how great he is amen he is god mighty are his miracles we stand in all of his holy name hallelujah please take your seats in heavenly places amen god bless you all for coming god reward you for leaving your home and driving all the way here to hear the word of God. I pray that your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah. I pray that the windows of heaven will be open unto you. Hallelujah. Anything that seems shut will begin to open in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we please have our memory verse for the day? It's in Luke chapter 4, verse number 4. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 4. Shall we all say it? Luke chapter 4, verse 4. And Jesus answered him, saying, 
it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Hallelujah. Let's take this in the house. Amen. Our lady pastor, lady pastor Anita, let's put our hands together for her. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. She always doesn't want to be recognized, but very anointed woman of God. Amen. Known her for a very long time. Amen. Such a seasoned minister. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And Reverend Joe, is he around? Hallelujah. And all the shepherds and the leaders of the house, put your hands together for yourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And of course, we welcome my wife also in the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I almost forgot that. Amen. Well, this month is the month of familiarity. I mean, loyalty and disloyalty. Amen. This month is the month of loyalty and disloyalty. Last month was a month of what? Leadership. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to preach briefly on familiarity. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, are you here with me this morning? I need you to help me preach, oh. This is not my normal place of preaching, so please help me. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. I can't, I can't walk around easily. Amen. So please encourage me to preach. It's not that easy. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Like I was saying, it's not easy. It's, difficult. it's different from giving announcement. You understand? And announcement is maximum five minutes you are done. But I'm going to be here for like maybe 45 minutes or an hour. Sometimes you can say all you know in five minutes. And then the rest of the minutes you are just saying hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> but the Lord give me grace. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just want to share from our father's book, Amen. Loyalty and disloyalty. And I'm talking about familiarity. What does it mean to be familiar? To be familiar means to be more friendly and informal than is acceptable. It is a condition that develops between you and someone you know very well. See often and hear often. So, a typical example can be a pastor. You see him often, you hear him often, or your husband. Amen? Hallelujah. Or your father, somebody you interact with more and more. Amen. There is a common saying that familiarity breeds content. In other words, familiarity leads to a loss of respect. And it's true. The more you interact with people more often, sometimes their words doesn't carry anything anymore. When they say things, you, you, know, you take it for granted. Hallelujah. And these things are biblical. Amen. We are going to study from the Bible. Amen. And this is often true. I would like to go step further and say that familiarity also breeds disloyalty. When a person is often seen and heard, he is usually taken for granted. That is why guest ministers are often appreciated more than the resident pastors. That should not be the case. Hallelujah. Say, say to your neighbor, it will not be the case in my life. Hallelujah. You realize that most guest preachers are powerful. They come and then miracles are taking place. Hallelujah. But then your own pastor will preach. Even your common headache will never go away. The first time Bishop went to South America, mighty miracles occurred. He said, even at Kolegono, People's common headache could not go away. Common headache could not go away. But the first time he went to a different place to preach, miracles, miracles. In fact, the dead was raised. Hallelujah. Mighty miracles were seen. Hallelujah. Because he was a guest pastor over there. Amen. Familiarity leads to a loss of respect and reverence. With time, this can progress into disloyalty. 
when Jesus came on the scene, he was not received in his own hometown because the people were too familiar with him. Hallelujah. Let's read from the book of Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 from verse 1. I think I'm going to stay with that scripture throughout because it has a lot of powerful truths about disloyalty. Amen. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 from verse 1. Amen. Mark 6 from verse 1. And he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. Verse 2. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in a synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom? Look at the way they were admiring him from the beginning. They started admiring him. They were, they asked, as they started hearing me, he said, From whence cometh has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Verse 3. Verse 3. Isn't this the carpenter? They started losing their respect. Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, Jose and Judah and Simon, and are not his sister here with us? And they were offended at him. Verse 4, mercy. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Hallelujah. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. He could not do no mighty work, not because God was limited. He could not do no mighty work, not because God could not do any miracles. He could not do no mighty work, not because God wasn't powerful, but because of the things that the people started saying and the things they started recognizing him with. Hallelujah. Many a times when you start to recognize people, men of God, about their background, you begin to minimize the power of God upon their lives. You start to minimize the power of God upon their lives. There are mighty miracles we will see in this church if only we will reverence our pastor. Hallelujah. Because every man of God is anointed. Every man of God, so long as they open the word of God, it is not their word, it is the word of God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that he will, he will perform. He will perform. He will act upon his word. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Anytime, anybody, it doesn't matter who. It could even be you. Once you open the Bible, it is not your word anymore. Hallelujah. Then it becomes the word of God. Then the power of God will begin to manifest. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. You will see, after he moved away from these critics, the power of God started manifesting. Verse 5. He could dare not do mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon few sick folk and healed them. Verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled because of their unbelief. Oh, can he do anything? We know his mother. We know what, what job he does. We know where he lives. Even my house is bigger than his house. Even I earn more money than him. I know his wife and children. The moment you start doing that, you start to diminish the power of God in your life. Hallelujah. The power of God that can manifest in the presence of God, it, it will begin to fade away. And he went round about the villages teaching the seven. And he called unto him the twelve. And began to send them forth by two and two. And gave them what? Power. Over unclean spirits. Next verse please. And commanded them that they should take nothing. Look at the miracles that was taking place. Oh. 
before he could not even do mighty works. But look at the miracles God is now bringing out from the person they look down upon. He said, and he commanded them that they should not take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse. I mean, how can you travel without these things? God was trying to prove to them that he is the provider. Hallelujah. He was going to provide unto them. Amen. He is still going to be the God, the God who provides, the God who reigns from above unto them. Hallelujah. But be shot with sandals and not put on two coats. And he said unto them, In what place whatsoever ye enter into an house, there abide till you depart from that place. Verse 11. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Wow. I said, wow. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day. Look, God is comparing anybody who rejects the man of God to Sodom and Gomorrah. He is comparing the judgment that will come to such a person or such congregation to what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. He said, in that day of judgment, done for that city, mercy. And they went out and preached that men should repent. When they came out preaching, they were not preaching their own message. They were preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Verse 14. And King Herod of him, King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John, John the Baptist was risen from the dead. And therefore, mighty works do show. A lot of times when the men of God or pastors or preachers are ministering, people then begin to analyze. They start to analyze. Oh, he has gone to see a fetish priest. He has gone to see some occult powers. This is exactly what was happening in the Bible days. Hallelujah. Now let's jump to verse 30. Verse 30. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what had, they had done and what they had taught. Verse 31. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. Hallelujah. For there were many coming and going and they had no leisure for much as to eat. Verse 32. And they departed into a desert place by ship, privately. Next. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. Look at the miracle that was going to take place here. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion towards them, because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things next. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place. This is a desert place. And now the time is far past. Verse 36. So send them away that they may go into the country, run about, and into the villages and buy themselves what? Bread. For they have nothing to eat. Somebody they look down upon. Somebody they did not believe in him. Somebody they criticized. Look at the miracle God was going to wrought through him. And he answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He said unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. Hallelujah. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. Wow. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, 
he looked up to heaven and blessed them, blessed and break the, the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them and the two fishes divided he among them all. Hallelujah. There is always a miracle when you admire the man of God. Hallelujah. God is able to multiply things. Hallelujah. At this time, they had moved to a desert place. A desert place. There is nothing to see over there. It's a bare land. Hallelujah. There is nothing growing on that place. But God brought them to such a place to see the power of God manifesting in their lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, if you begin to admire the power of God in, in the man of God, I tell you, you will see miracles. Hallelujah. I say you are going to see miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. From verse 1 to 3. I'm talking about familiarity. How familiarity can can disrupt us of our blessings. Hallelujah. Familiarity. Numbers 12. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. Verse 2. They say, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses, had the Lord spoken only by our pastor, don't we all speak in tongues? Don't we all wait on God? Has the Lord spoken only by him? Had he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. I said, and the Lord heard it. Next verse. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Verse 4. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. Come out ye three out unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they came out. Verse 5. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forth. Next verse, please. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision. Hallelujah. And I will speak unto him in a dream. Verse 7. My servant Moses is not so. I will not speak to him in a vision. I will not speak to him in a dream. But who is faithful in all my house? Verse 8. He said, with him I will speak mouth to mouth. Hallelujah. Mouth to mouth. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He said this to them. He brought them together and made them aware that Moses, their pastor, was not an ordinary person. Hallelujah. Because of their criticisms, because of the things they are saying about him, it is lowering the power of God in his life. Hallelujah. Probably Miriam was there when Moses was growing up. Probably Miriam helped in changing Moses' diapers. Probably Miriam helped in feeding Moses someday. I mean, this is, this is what happens when people from among us is chosen before us. We tend to lose the admiration. We tend to lose the respect. We because we were once sitting down with them. We were once, we used to go to their home and eat together. We used to play together. How are we supposed to receive him? This is something that is, is commonly found amongst us. Not only Africans, but among human beings. It is very common. Hallelujah. How can she come and tell us what to do? I have an MBA. She does not even have a degree. You see, when you start to analyze people like this, you lower the power of God that has to manifest through them. When you start to analyze people, when you know their background, hallelujah, that is why some men of God will not allow you to come to their house. It's because of this. If somebody went to one of our bishops' house and then after he came back, he said, I'm not going to pay tight anymore. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to pay tight anymore. Many years ago, he went and saw the DSTV. He saw the dish. He saw the this. He saw the that. He said, wow. Monkey, they work and baboon, they chop. 
He's never going to pay tithe anymore because he has gone to the, father, the pastor's house to see certain things that he doesn't have. So some men of God are very careful. They don't allow people, or sometimes they don't even mingle with certain people anymore. Not because they have become proud, not because they have become some way, it's because they are trying to avoid you becoming familiar. They are trying to help you not to become so familiar so that you will lose your blessing. Because when you become familiar, you will never be able to receive from the man of God anymore. When other people are being blessed, when other people are receiving their blessings, you will be there for years next to him, but you will never receive. Because anything he's saying, even as he's preaching, you are criticizing his sentences. You are, you are, you are judging his grammar. He should have used this vocabulary. He should have used this. You see, I've caught you. He should have used this instead of that word. Whilst others are being, being healed, others are receiving healing, you will be there with your common problem. It will still be with you because you are familiar to the man of God. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Hallelujah. Familiarity breeds content. Hallelujah. And it does not allow us to see the full potential of the man of God God has given unto us. Our pastor here is powerful. I mean, some of the miracles, the testimonies that I hear, it's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I said it's mind-blowing. Hallelujah. Anybody who is connected to Bishop Dag, I tell you, the God of Bishop Dag is powerful. I said the God of Bishop Dag if there is a God of Abraham, if there is a God of Isaac, if there is a God of Jacob, there is also a God of Bishop Dag. Hallelujah. And anybody who is connected to him, I tell you, you will see miracles. You will see miracles. I mean, how can the dead be raised? The dead be raised in his ministry. There is no miracle registered in the Bible that has not been seen in our church. No miracle. No miracle in the Bible that has not been seen in our church. Even the dead, a few weeks ago, was raised in Zambia. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Even the dead. The dead. Somebody who has been dead for four days. Four days. Not two days. Not three days. Four days. Four days. <laughs> God used the same man that probably is looked down at Kolegono to raise the dead in Zambia. To prove to the world that he is not just a mere person. Hallelujah. He is not just a mere person. Once, I, once he comes to stand in front to minister, the glory of God and the power of God surrounds him as he ministers. Hallelujah. As he ministers, the power of God becomes powerful around him. And he has given us such a man. Our reverend. Look, I, this, this pastor amazes me all the time. You know why? Reverend Osei is his classmate. It's Bishop Dark's classmate. Who used to be in one dormitory together? One room. It is not somebody who is older than him, maybe five years older or ten years older. They are probably about the same age. They are classmates. But he's been able to humble himself. Oh, you didn't get it. He's been able to humble himself to such an authority. And that is why the anointing is upon him. Look, he's not here today. Where do you think he is? He's in Accra. He's in Accra because his classmate has said, come. His classmate, not, 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 not his classmate has said, come to Accra. I need you tomorrow. Yes, yes, Bishop. He calls him even Bishop. He does not call him by his nickname. That is how you receive the power. That is how the anointing is released. That is how familiarity is destroyed. 
when you admire the person, not his background. I'm very sure that some days he did not have money on campus. I'm very sure that some days there were some days he didn't have Chateau and Gary. There were some days you are broke and your classmate will see your lack. But he does not use that to respond or to relate with him. Once he is the pastor, he is the pastor. Hallelujah. When he said I should sit, I will sit. When he said I should lift my hands, I will lift up my hands. Some of us, we can't even worship God because of somebody who is leading the, 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 the choir or somebody who is leading the praise and worship. And so we become, we become like stats before the presence of God. We can't worship God because of the person who is holding the microphone. Look, you are not worshiping the man. You are worshiping the God who sent the man. Oh, I said you are worshiping God who sent the man. You are not worshiping the man. And God has a unique way of release, releasing his power unto us. God will never do anything flamboyant. He, do, he uses the simple things. The little things. Look, Naaman almost missed his blessing, his healing, because he was looking for the man of God to come out and pour oil, olive oil, on him. And then he, he, he almost rejected his blessing. He almost missed his blessing because that is how we are. We want to see a miracle. Can, we, can I get that scripture in, in, in the book of Kings? We want to see a miracle. We want to see the man of God come with a big towel around his neck. With a husky voice. A certain tone. He's anointed. God can use a 12-year-old boy to heal that sickness over your life. If only you believe in him. God can use that feeble person that you have rejected in your mind. I tell you, sometimes these little ones, they are singing the power of God that is released. The anointing of God. See, it does not matter your voice. Oh. It doesn't matter the, the, the voice you have. So long as you have a good heart and a pure heart to sing and to worship God, God's power will be activated upon your life. Hallelujah. It don't matter how, how, how tall you are or how big you are. So long as you humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, God will use you. I mean, they are not, they are, they, they, most of them are teenagers. But they come here, look at the time they, work, they, they come here. Sometimes they are even here before we, came, we come here. They get here before us. Watch out for people like that. I said, watch out for people like that. They will lay hands on the sick and they will be recovering. They will lay hands on the sick and they will be recovering. I said they will lay hands on the sick and they will be recovering. God uses the simple things. And the moment, the moment we despise and the moment we start to criticize, oh, is she not this person's daughter? Is she not this person's son? Is she not, oh, I know his back. I know they are, oh, I used to work with the mother. I used to work with the father. I used to play, play ball with the father. The moment you do that, even when the person is shaking your hands, you, you will tap on his shoulder because you, you don't think he is your co-equal. Familiarity. Familiarity destroys. Familiarity is just like disloyalty. Loyalty means faithful. It means faithful. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Bible says it is required in stewards that a man be found what? Faithful. Moreover, it is required. And we are all stewards of the Lord. Some of us are just, I don't know. Lord, help me. It's like Sister Rachel was saying, we need to immunize ourselves daily. 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 We are all prone to disloyalty. You are loyal today. Pray that you'll be loyal tomorrow. Some of us are loyal today because everything is going well in our lives. Some of us are loyal today because our car has not broken down. Some of us are loyal today because we still have a paycheck. But the day you lose your paycheck, will you still be loyal? Will you still be faithful? Will you still come to church and put on a nice smile? Will you still be nice towards people? Will you still be faithful? 
Loyalty means constant. Constant. That means you don't change. Rain or shine, you don't change. <laughs> Whether it's raining or shining, you don't change. You are faithful to the end. He said that what? Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found what? Faithful. That a man be found faithful. That a woman be found faithful. A lot of times we, we relate this to marriage only. It is not only in marriage that requires us to be faithful. Every area of our lives, God wants us to be faithful. God wants us to be faithful. If we are serving him, we must continue being faithful in serving him. Hallelujah. If we are serving, we must continue being faithful in serving him. People stop singing because God did not respond to them when they needed him. When did you become God? We put God in a box. If you don't respond, if you don't answer this prayer by June, we give, God, we give him the date by which he must respond to us. By September, September the 15th, if I don't get the call from the state, I'm no longer going to be in a choir. I'm no longer going to be in a praise team. I'm no longer going to come and project the scriptures. God has his own timing. The Bible says in his time, he makes all things what? In his time, he makes all things beautiful. In his time, in God's time, he makes all things beautiful. And when God brings that thing to pass, I tell you, you will be glad. You will rejoice. You will be glad. You will rejoice. You will be happy that God has done it. And you will know that it, it is not by might nor by power. God takes his time. God knows why he takes his time in doing certain things. He knows that he knows the things that are surrounded, that has surrounded us, and knows that if I bring this blessing at this time, you might not even live tomorrow. If I should bring you the blessing now, I will not sleep. So God takes his time. God takes his time. And his time is perfect. I said his time is perfect. I said his time is perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God never fails. Hallelujah. The requirement of a child of God, the requirement of a Christian is not to give big tithes. The requirement of a Christian is not to be able to quote scriptures. Though it is good. The requirement of a Christian, it is not to do the things that we do, but to be faithful. To be faithful. Faithful to the end. Because he is faithful. Bible says that faithful is he who has called you. Who also will do what? Do it. We want to hear at the end of the day, thou good and faithful what? Servant. Yes, that is what we all want to hear. Now he's given us a requirement that it is required of us to be faithful. He wants to see us at the end being faithful as well. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I preaching to you this morning? Hallelujah. May the Lord deliver us from familiarity. Familiarity. Wow. And familiarity often, it happens to people that are close. It happens to people. I mean, it's, it's a disease to people who are close. <laughs> I, have, I have seen many times that men of God don't pray for their wives. Have you seen that too? Oh, you haven't seen it? Why are you quiet on me? Did I say anything wrong? I'm telling you what I have seen. It is from this disease. Everybody will receive and be blessed. Some wives will not receive. Some wife will even brush your hand off. Yeah. 
Familiarity. The power of God will never flow through him because you are familiar to the things of God. Look, the power of God is limitless, irrespective of the, the source. Do you understand what I'm saying? The power of God is still the power of God. It does not matter where it is coming from. As I'm preaching right now, me, myself, I am being healed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, myself, I am being affected by the message. Do you understand? So the power of God, it is not my word. In fact, when they called me yesterday, I, I, my whole day yesterday was some way. I tell you the truth. I tell you, I just didn't know what to do. My mind had been blank the whole 2 a.m. I've been up. Still wondering. Finding out what, what message. I mean, I mean, look, this is something that I do every Sunday, but for some time, for some time, I have, because I've not been preaching, it, it is becoming difficult for me to preach. This is something that I do with ease. But I tell it is not easy. That is why God anoints his people specially. That is why he gives them the glory, the power to minister. Because it is not easy to minister for people to be saved. It is not easy to minister for people to be transformed. As I'm preaching, there is transformation taking place. You might not even see it, but it is happening. It's healing. You might not even see it. Before you know, you don't want to do the same thing over again. Hallelujah. That is why God anointed his son David. David, because David was faithful. David was faithful to the little sheep God has given unto him. They were not much. They were few. But he was faithful in defending the sheep, in fighting for the sheep, in providing for the sheep. There were mighty men in Israel at that time. Even his own brothers, Eliab and Shammah and Co. They were stronger and mighty, but God never looked on them. God bypassed them and chose David, the little one. The one who was even forgotten by his own father. He was rejected by men. He was rejected by his own family. God said, I'm going to lift him up and make him the king over Israel. Because I have seen a king in the kid. Hallelujah. May the Lord see that thing inside of you. May the Lord see, bypass your stature and see the goodness of your heart and reward you. And God brought David to the palace. David had no formal training. He was a shepherd boy. Just a common shepherd boy. Faithfulness. God required of us to be faithful. Hallelujah. Will you be faithful to the end? Are we faithful today? Will we be faithful tomorrow? Are we going to continue being faithful in the things that we do? Some of us are faithful when Reverend is here. We are faithful when we see the boss at our workplace. We will do extra hours. We will work to show off to him. But he cannot reward you. The reward comes from God. I said the reward comes from God. It is God who sees the heart. Hallelujah. You cannot lie to God. You cannot pretend to God. God looks on the inside, not on the outside. A lot of us pretend a lot. We pretend. Yeah, in my church, I see a lot of pretenders. Maybe here there is none, but I see a lot of pretenders. Hey, Pastor Eugene is coming. Hey, this, that, that. Hey, by the time you come, they are by the roadside saluting. Hey! Like a president. <laughs> You'll be surprised the things you hear from these same people. They pretend. May we please God, not man. I said, may we please God, not man. May we not be men pleasers. Hallelujah. May we not be men pleasers. Hallelujah. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is. 
and he is a rewarder of them that do what? Seek him what? Diligently. God will reward us for the things that we do for him. In fact, for the work that we work for him, the things we do for him in our churches, God will reward us. Hallelujah. I say God will reward you for the things you do for God, for the things people don't even see. God will reward you for rising up early to come here, to come and listen to the word of God and to serve him. Oh, God will reward you. Your labor in the Lord will never be in vain. I say your labor in the Lord will never be in vain. Hallelujah. It's my time up. <laughs> Amen. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. We ought to be faithful to the end. Hallelujah. I said we ought to be faithful to the end. We must kill familiarity. Familiarity. Oh, Jesus, heal us from that disease. Hallelujah. Familiarity. If familiarity gets out of us, I tell you, the healing power of God, oh, that you see amongst us, you'll be marveled. Because the Bible says that he sent forth his word and did what? And healed them. So if the word of God comes and does not heal, what do you think is happening? Because the word of God cannot lie. So what happens if the word of God comes and there is no healing and there is no deliverance? Then the problem is us. He sent forth his word and healed them. So if the word of God comes and we are not being transformed, if the word of God comes and we are not being healed, if the word of God comes and there is no transformation in our lives, there is no change in our lives, then the problem is not coming from the pulpit. Then the problem is from the recipient. The ground, the type of ground, the sower it's planting on. That is where the problem is. Hallelujah. But this morning we are being immunized. Hallelujah. That the word of God will have a free course in our hearts. The word of God will transform us. The word of God will rejuvenate us. Will revive us and make us better Christians. In the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you for healing us from familiarity. Thank you for delivering us from the spirit of familiarity. That disease, thank you for delivering us from it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are showing us how to receive from the man of God you've given unto us. You have shown us how to receive, how to tap into the glory, the anointing of your glory. Help us, Lord. Deliver us from friends that, if, Father, that distract us into familiarity. Deliver us from people that pulls us into that disease. Deliver us from them in the mighty name of Jesus. Because we want to be changed. We want to be healed. We want to be transformed. We want to be a better person and a better Christian. If you are here this morning and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you've been hearing the word of God over and over again, but you are not saved. You are not born again. I want to give you the opportunity to come to him this morning. To give your life unto him. To surrender unto him. He said, Lord, I come to you as I am. If you are here this morning, I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. The Lord is still in the business of healing and saving. The Bible says that for this wise he came. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for saving us. We bless your holy name. We magnify you. We thank you, Father, for sending your son, Jesus, to come and die for our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
be that glorified in Jesus name amen, amen. put your hands together for the Lord we hope that you've been blessed come join us for any of our services contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.